Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, we have a very special guest on today's episode. She is sitting right next to you. She is the sponsor of the show, the Rope Drop Queen herself. Michelle McKnight is here. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for jumping on. And Doug, Christmas is happening. When this show releases, a lot of people will be doing their Christmas travel. So I know from Doug, you and I, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, safe travels. Thank you so much for listening to Rope Drop Radio. Yeah, thank you for wish- watching and definitely uh, give the gift of a subscription to Rope Drop Radio that it gives all year. It's better than great. the and a like, review. And a review. It's better than the Ham of the Month Club because you get Derek and I 52 times a year. Ooh, plus some, and some bonus episodes. Some bonus. And then we sometimes bring on a guest or two that may know something more than us. They usually do. They which do. Which is today. Absolutely today. And speaking of Christmas, Michelle, I am still jealous because I don't know if you know this. I, kn- I know Michelle does, but our listeners, Christmas for Walt Disney World starts the day after Halloween. I mean, they flip that those parks. The Halloween decor goes down. Christmas stuff is up. It's It's magic, Doug. You've been this there. This is magical. We've been there for the transition. It was a few years ago when we did that transition. But yeah, we had Halloween pictures one day and Christmas pictures the next. Special. And Michelle, you got to do something that I'm really jealous on. We're going to jump into that in a little bit. But you were down there with Alex. You got to see Neil Patrick Harris at Epcot. And oh my gosh, just so many cool pictures and all the decor. So that's why we're bringing you on today. You did a, what was it, about 48-hour Walt Disney World holiday run? Not quite 48, uh, about you, 36 maybe. You fit more in yeah. in those 36 hours than families fit in in a month at Disney World. Yeah, we, we got our money's worth. <laughs> I was seeing uh, posts at like midnight, one o'clock, and then all of a sudden I see a post again at four in the morning when you're getting ready to get on the, the Tragical Express. I'm just like, did you even sleep? Not really. No, you can sleep on the plane ride home. That's the rope drop queen. That's yeah, why she just is. Just to clarify, so we were down there for the... The Celebrity Edge, you might have heard that episode. And so went to the airport the morning after we were done with the cruise, and Michelle basically slowed the Uber down, pushed me out, and then they kept going, rented a car, and headed to Disney World. And so now we're going to talk all about that Disney World, because basically in those 36 hours, you tried to experience every Christmas thing Disney offers. Were you successful? No. We were, were you, not successful. Were you close though? I would say pretty close. We missed a lot about a lot of Epcot mainly. Well, that's because you're busy with Neil Patrick Harris. So I mean, yeah. that's excuse, right? Yeah, I Definitely. agree. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump into it. We're gonna work our way through, and then at the end, we're gonna give some tips for traveling actually during the Christmas season, like Christmas to New Year's, the busiest week of the year. Some just some 
general tips on how to survive the holidays at Disney World. But let's first start, we're going to work our way through the parks, but we're going to start with some resorts. So Michelle, what resorts did you check out Christmas decoration-wise? Uh, we took the monorail, we went to the Contemporary, we went to, and the Grand Floridian. So the Contemporary has a big gingerbread house themed like Frozen. Um, you got Anna and Elsa and Olaf there. The, the gingerbread houses always make the resort smell like awesome, like just like you could just the whole place just, smells you're like hungry gingerbread. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It's one so, way to sell it. And all the resorts decorate themselves, don't they? They do all something unique. Even the values, they all have their own decor and and such. But the the deluxes really go all out. So next stop was the was Grand Floridian. We skipped the Polynesian. They don't really have a gingerbread house, just some Christmas decorations. But the Grand Floridian is the biggest is gingerbread house. It's you can it's, go it's into it, correct? No. No? I thought it was a gift shop. No. No. That'd be a lot of gingerbread, Doug. All right, fine. Just, I mean, I don't... you physically could, but they don't let guests in it. Oh, they don't let guests in it. No. I would not trust you in a gingerbread house, Doug. No. There's some should. liability uh, issues. There's frosting. Probably allergic to it anyway. Yeah, so after Grand Floridian, and then we, later on in the day, we looked at Beach Club Yacht Club. Um, which is pretty cool. The Yacht Club has like a little village scene and a train um, for Christmas. And then the Beach Club has a carousel made out of candy and gingerbread. And It actually moves, It right? actually moves. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was cool. I saw that picture in a moving candy carousel. That's incredible. Yeah. So the resorts are definitely, you know, if you need a break from the parks, you just need to escape the crowds. The resorts definitely are an attraction on their own. Yeah. And they're also playing Christmas music in the background, too. Yeah, and it's themed to, well. theme to the own, like your own resort. So, Did you check out Wibbler's Lodge and Animal Kingdom as well? We didn't this time, but last year we went to uh, Wilderness Lodge, went over Thanksgiving, yeah, Thanksgiving. and it was all decorated. Um, I grew up in, well, a little bit. My parents built a log house, um, and so I grew up kind of in like the Wilderness Lodge like decor area, so it kind of brought me back to this huge Christmas tree that we had in the house. But the Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge are just very similar in the fact that the Christmas tree is, you know, gigantic, huge, just because, and it's just beautiful. There you go. Resorts. They all have decorations themed to their thing. So, all right, let's go from Animal Kingdom Lodge to the Animal Kingdom. Do they get in the Christmas spirit in Pandora? Yes or no? No, not really. The they Navi really don't Christmas. spend Christmas. Oh. They have Fruit Loops, but not Christmas. It's disappointing. All right. Anyway, what what does Christmas have to offer at Animal Kingdom? Animal Kingdom, you, you enter like in the entrance plaza with this beautiful, huge Christmas tree with different shapes of animals and things. It's beautiful. Um, once you go inside, more Christmas decorations, but really they don't, just not a whole lot going on there. Um, you can visit Mickey and Minnie. They change into their Christmas attire. Well, they have like Christmas sweaters on, don't Christmas they? sweaters, yeah. And it's also, once again, the only place to meet them together. So it's a great Christmas card location. Yeah, definitely. And then Santa Goofy can be found in Dino Land, so that's always fun. Other than that, not much going on at Animal Kingdom. So that makes sense that it's a little subdued. You know, yeah. It is Africa, Asia, dinosaurs, oh my. You know, maybe not quite as much Christmas. Let's hop over to Hollywood Studios where I feel like just from the pictures, it might be the most festive park. They definitely packed a lot of different like themes and a lot of different decor and just there's a lot going on at Hollywood Studios for the holiday seasons. Um, as you walk into the park, you're definitely greeted with like retro decorations, takes you back to like the 1950s. Then you turn down Sunset Boulevard and you have a whole different feel with like 
palm trees that are lit up with red and green. And then if you but if you go back and you go down Echo Lake, you also have like big giant Christmas balls and like a hat on Gertie the dinosaur yeah, that's Gertie's right on the lake. Hat. That's yeah. special. And then if you venture in even a little bit further, Toy Story Land has its own decorations they put up for, for Christmas. Like three decorations? They have more. Like when you look closer, there's there's more. There's more. Well, they have Christmas lights up. Yeah, they do all the year. Yeah, all year round. Yeah, I know. But they have this big giant like ham cookie, like the big a sugar cookie that's ham. Yeah, except for it's not real, but yeah, wouldn't be very tasty. Yeah, so that was cool. And then there's some alien Christmas balls, like ornaments. Um, the characters get dressed up. It's kind of strange. Well, Woody, like, as you walk in, like, the big giant Woody statue, it says Toy Story Land. Woody has a scarf on, which is just kind of lame. I think they could have done that a little bit better or nothing at all. But the actual characters that you meet, like, Woody and Jesse have a, a Christmas vest on. It's just kind of strange. What? Yeah. A Christmas vest? Christmas vest. And then um, Buzz has a Santa hat on. I did meet meet Buzz, so. Be a very big hat. Yeah. But, so, yeah, even Toy Story Land got in the the spirit of Hollywood studios this year. So what is on sunset Boulevard entertainment wise that makes it so come to life at night? Yeah, they project, they project scenes onto Hollywood tower terror. It's uh, different scenes. So they have like a gingerbread house. They have like a stack of presents. They have uh, like toy story decorations too on, on the tower terror. Um, they're playing music. It's themed. Does it snow? It snows all the way down Excellent. Sunset Boulevard. Oh, as long as yeah. it snows. Yeah. And, then just, and I'm sure it's completely you, real snow. Completely. You feel really clean after you walk <laughs> down <that laughs> Boulevard. And then, too, they have these animated billboards that are kind of cool, too. And they play little Christmas th- scenes. Like, there's one with Olaf and there's one with Toy Story. And um, there's even, like, a Muppet one, I believe. So just kind of keeps you entertained. You could stand there for, you know, you could stand there for 30 minutes and see the whole loop and it's really fun and you can meet santa like not santa goofy but actual santa in hollywood studios right on sunset boulevard yeah you can in the once upon a time shop you can meet him until christmas eve but then christmas day while he's working goofy yeah. takes over yeah because he's Santa's too busy, busy. For you. yeah yep and of course goofy would that makes sense yeah santa totally goofy totally makes sense yeah how about the nighttime entertainment the big finale christmas wise at hollywood studios Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam is the main attraction in the evenings. You got the prep and landing elves, and they kind of take you through a holiday show. Uh, they light up, do project projections on the Chinese theater, um, and they have some fireworks. Very Christmassy. More or less fireworks than Star Wars. Would you say about the same? Probably about the same, yeah. Yeah. The fact that we haven't gotten another prep and landing movie drives me insane. I just watched all I of them. Think- the couple days ago, and, and are we you, need another. Are you more Team Wayne or Team Lanny, Derek? I'm Team Wayne. I'm old school. Like yeah, that's he's got a good. Wayne. He's got a good character arc. Lanny's just there for comic relief. That's yeah. kind of like you and I, though. I think you're more of the Wayne. I might be more of the Lanny. So I'm just gonna call you Tree Skirt for the rest of the episode, man. Sounds good. Anybody that doesn't know why I would call Derek Tree Skirt, then just go watch Prep and Landing for crying out loud. It's a wonderful show. So that kind of sums up Hollywood Studios. So let's uh, get on a friendship boat, head over to Epcot. How are the holidays at Epcot? All of the different countries at Epcot have have like storytellers and different things that you can watch and learn about their culture. So 
I mean, even our family, our kids really love to learn about all the different cultures and things. I think it's very educational and there's lots to eat along the way. Definitely a whole day worth of holiday. Yeah, it's an actual festival now, the Festival of the Holidays, where there's booths beyond booths to is get this, food. Is this the second year for that one? I think it's the second year. It's officially a festival. Official. Before that, it was like hodgepodge, like we need to name this to sell merchandise. And they finally decided to do that. Our kids really love the witch in Italy. That's the one that they always talked about afterwards. Like, well, they're glad a witch doesn't come into our house and fill their shoes. Because I remember Alden, he was like maybe seven or eight. He was worried, like, if we had the witch, his toys would smell because his shoes smelled so bad. That was his concern. I do remember that. Yeah, we, we did watch La Bafana. That's there. the witch, That's yeah. The name La, of, yeah. La Bafana. Yeah. I don't speak Italian, so I'm just going to call her the witch. Well, that's really cool that all the countries kind of jump in and do their own and share their holiday traditions. It's educational, not just fun. Yeah, like China or Japan, they talk about the new Chinese New Year and that sort of stuff, too. So they do expand on it a little bit. So beyond the, the actual festival, Voices of Liberty is one of our favorites. Do they do something special for the holidays? Yeah, they sing Christmas carols. How was that? I didn't actually get to watch it this time because we were had too involved with the Neil with watching Neil Patrick Harris at the candlelight processional. <sighs> Neil NPH. Oh. No, but so the next day, my friend Alex went and watched it and taped it and sent it to me because he knew it was important. I'm so. sure the acoustics in that room and the Christmas carols would be magical. Yeah, it is. We've we've watched it over Thanksgiving the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they're not doing Christmas carols yet at Thanksgiving, yeah. are they? Yeah. I don't remember it. Uh, it's all a blur. Yeah. It's all a blur. So Voices of Liberty are great. We already met Santa at Hollywood Studios. Is there a chance to meet a second Santa at Epcot? Yeah, you can meet Santa and Mrs. Claus, I believe. Yeah, I think right around the Voices of Liberty area. In America? In America. America. Yeah. So you get both of them. Is there a big wait for Santa? Is it usually pretty long? Yeah, it's usually pretty busy. Now let's talk Candlelight Processional. How did you get in to Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah, so we um, booked a dining package, Candlelight Processional dining package. Uh, if you're on the dining plan, it's two credits. We were not on the dining plan this time because it was only a two-night trip. But we snagged a reservation for lunch. We booked it kind of late, and we're surprised we actually got it. But... Did you book it, like, right after they announced Neil Patrick Harris, No, though? we didn't. We should have. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. Because where did you eat? We ate at Nine Dragons. The place where you eat when you don't book in advance. Yeah. And it was good. It was Really good. We I'd never eaten there. You've never eaten there, Doug. No, never eaten no. there. It was really good. Just basic Chinese food. Anything special? Yeah. No. No. Was, I don't eat a lot of Chinese food, but what I had was good. It wasn't sweet and sour chicken. It wasn't. Though. They didn't have sweet and sour chicken. I'm surprised yeah. you survived. I did. That's that's Michelle's version of Chinese food is sweet and sour chicken. That's about it. So what did you eat? Um, fried rice and um, pot stickers. So you stuck good. with appetizers, yeah. Yeah. Solid choice. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, so we booked that. And so what you do is you go, like, that was a lunch reservation. And then once you complete your, your lunch, um, then your server gives you a sticker um, once you've paid for your lunch. Your server gives you a sticker, like ours said, 515 for the Candlelight Processional. You have to wear that sticker in order to even get in line for the Candlelight Processional that evening. Even though you booked this reservation, it gives you access to you know, the amphitheater 
to watch Neil Patrick Harris, but you still have to line up in advance if you actually want to see him. So, so what time did you get in line? We got in line kind of late just because it was a busy day. We're trying to get as much in as we could. We got, I think, about an hour beforehand, and they let you in about a half an hour beforehand. So we stood in line for about a half an hour. So even the- with dining plan pa- or dining package, you still have to get in line. Still have to wait, and then did you have to beat any women and children off of you to get <laughs> seats close to him? Well, we didn't get like there's like one tier that's really low, and then there's like a split aisle in the back. We got the split aisle, and of course, I got right on the aisle. So it was it was really good seats, especially for how late we lined up. So now, what if you didn't have that reservation and dining package? What are the chances of you getting in to see Neil Patrick Harris or pretty much any of the celebrities that come down? Yeah, good question. So they do have a standby line. So you can get in standby line, I think as early as like noon. When we were headed to Nine Dragons that day, there was already people in line waiting. So they just kind of make a day of it in line. And you're not guaranteed to get in. So they let all the people in with the stickers, and then they let in other people. So I know not everybody got in standby for that. But do they just wait for the next show then? Yeah. How many shows are there a night? Three. Three shows. Three shows, yeah. And obviously some candlelight processional narrators are not, you know, as high profile as Neil Patrick Harris, but they still all fill up. Like there is never like a dead night that you can just go because the person's not well known. Well, I mean like John Stamos. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just a really great, really great thing to get you in the holiday mood. They have an orchestra. They have a chorus from, you know, like middle school, high school age chorus. They have the voices of Liberty Everybody's working together to put on this awesome show, and then the narrator tells the Christmas story. So and there's Harold trumpets and there's Harold trumpets. All that really oh, matters. Yes. yes, a lot of trumpet all the time. Yeah, the way it, it was intended. Yeah, and it's fairly short. I mean, it's not like it drags on for like an well, hour and a half because they times. have to get do it three <laughs> times. So I think it was about forty-five minutes, which is a little longer than I thought last time. But well, about... maybe Neil dragged it out a little could have he is one of the more popular ones i I know his his lines are long and people kind of go i mean for you went yeah people go he's a he's kind of big one so i guess travel planning be on the lookout look ahead of time for what celebrity is going to be there and you can kind of plan around that a little bit because they how long before do they announce the celebrities and everything how when can you start planning this it really varies um, yeah. they'll, they'll announce like a couple at a time, it seems like, and then they kind of fill in the gaps. Like Neil Patrick Harris was not announced right away. We knew he'd be doing it, but we just didn't know what dates. I don't it's even, hard to plan a trip remember. just for it. Yeah, we've definitely tried. Definitely not six months in advance. We were, and we didn't try, but we definitely were looking forward to hoping. Yeah, we were was, hoping when they announced it. We missed him it. by a couple of days once. Yeah. I was pretty mad. But we, we debated adding a day to a trip. Yeah. Because of the narrator. So I want to say it's like three to four months in advance where it starts coming out. But Neil Patrick Harris was like two, two and a half months out. So not real long. Yeah. Hence the eating at Nine Dragons. So that's so. why you definitely need to use a travel agent for that. Definitely, yes. Definitely. Yeah. So there's one other thing. I mean, nothing's bigger or better than Neil Patrick Harris at Epcot. But there's one other thing with Illuminations. They do something to get you just a little extra holiday. What is that? Yeah, at the end of Illuminations, um, during the holiday season, they it's like a little special holiday tag. It's all about peace on Earth. Mm-hmm. Peace. Yeah, they basically they blow more stuff up, right? Yeah, more extended fire. Nothing says peace more than explosions. <laughs> I think so. I mean, 
Yeah. And next year, are they even going to have, I mean, this because Illuminations is in the process of changing, so this could be a completely different thing. Yeah, who knows? I mean, Epcot yeah. forever, temporarily. Temporarily, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that will be loads of fun. All right, now, let's head to the monorail. Hop on it, get over to the TTC, get off, walk over to the other monorail, get on that, head around Seven Seas Lagoon, and now we're at the Magic Kingdom. Let's talk Christmas decorations at the Magic Kingdom. What do we see as we enter the world? Right at the train station, they have like a poinsettia. They make Mickey, um, the Mickey head out of poinsettias. So that's cool. It gets you right into the Christmas spirit. But then when you walk in um, and head towards Main Street, gigantic Christmas tree. It almost blocks the entire Main Street if you're standing in the right spot. Um, it's a really beautiful view in the evening if you go up to the steps of the train station and look and you can see the christmas tree and all of the garland and stuff headed or the wreaths now yeah it's wreaths they no longer cross yeah, over it's Main really street. nice i like the wreaths yeah on i like the, the openness of it and then you can see cinderella castle it's just yeah and there's toy soldiers out front which i like so you like soldiers huh <laughs> toy, toy soldiers toy soldiers so it gets you right in the christmas mood so and you mentioned the castle down at the end, what the, the lights on the castle, how would you describe what they do to that? It's it's awesome. So once um, every night and sometimes twice on uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, um, they light up the castle with light. It's magical. It's like there's like snow on the It looks like snow on the castle. It's, Elsa comes and does it, right? Yeah. A frozen holiday wish is what they call it. It used to be the fairy godmother, but Elsa froze her, took the yeah. job. So, it, I mean, it looks like Elsa got a hold of the castle. So, I mean, she's the perfect character to do it. And it is pretty spectacular. Mm -hmm. Derek, have you seen it lit up with the LED lights? I mean, you went for your honeymoon over the Christmas season but was it leds then it might have been we right. did yeah no it was it was definitely lit up i don't remember if it was led technology but they definitely had the lights on there um and then i've seen uh disneyland's version a few times same exact stuff except not as cool because it's smaller yes exactly so much smaller yeah the castle is amazing i'd say that's one of the real highlights of just being there during the holiday season is seeing the castle mm -hmm. and it's almost disappointing to go in like april and see the yes, castle at please. night it's like oh it's just a castle yeah it's kind of like that it's that big a deal so what else is decorated for Christmas. Just decorations all around. They changed the Jungle Cruise to the Jingle Cruise. Which is awesome. So like all of the jokes on board are going to be Christmas themed kind of. Like the bow constrictor yeah. and the tree. They're like, look, they put a bow on it. A yeah. boa on it. Yeah. yeah. And like when the, the apes are in the camp, they're like, oh, my in-laws came for Christmas type of thing. Yeah. Would it, why is Santa Claus like the rainforest? Why? Because of the rain, dear. Uh, oh, I don't funny. understand why it's only at Disney World and not Disneyland. That's a Just, whole different podcast. But... That is Disneyland's grumpy, I think. Is yeah, the I guess. So we mentioned Santa Claus at two of the other three parks. Can you meet Santa Claus at the Magic Kingdom? Yep, you can do it there too. Right next to Town Square. Like right as you come into the park on the left side. My guess is that Santa would be the busiest out of the three. Um, yeah, you would, would think so, because you can see it right when you come in. Yeah, we're yeah. Hollywood Studios kind of hidden. in a building, yeah. 
yeah, you kind of have to know he's there. Epcot, you can see what's going on. Um, if you get back all the way If you're all the way back the there. Yeah. Yeah. So I would probably avoid that Santa and see one of the others. And for any children listening, it is one Santa just going to all parks. He's everywhere. There I you mean, go. He's not everywhere at once. You just happen to be there at the right time that Santa's there. The big event, though, that happens at Christmas time, although it stops before Christmas time, is the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Now, on this whirlwind trip that you went on for 30-some hours, you and Alex, did you manage to make it to Mickey's Very Christmas Party? Of course. Of course, this, you, you only had 36 hours Yep. and a hard ticket event. But party time event. adds hours to it because it stays open later. I understand what she's doing there. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us about the party. What you do? Why'd you do it? Give it a whirl. Uh, it usually runs from 7 p.m. to midnight. Um, the night the Christmas party is, is scheduled. It is a hard ticket event, so you do have to pay extra. Your regular theme park admission is not going to get you in. As you get closer to Christmas, it gets more expensive. Like, the 21st is our last party. It's $133 per adult to get into the Christmas party for five hours. But there's a lot going on. You get free snacks. <laughs> and they've really gotten creative with their snacks. Uh, when we went to the Christmas party in, like, 2010, 2010, it was sugar cookies and hot cocoa and nothing else. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. And Alden drank way too, way much, too much hot chocolate. That's a whole That's, other podcast. That is a the story's been told before. Yes, I've heard it many times. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, let's not relive Ingrained that. Ingrained in our memories forever. I did not drink that much hot cocoa, so we're good. Um, no, so they have, uh, like, they had snow, clo- snow cones, like blue snow cones in Tomorrowland. They had a snowman-shaped um, pretzel. Um, they had... That's included? This is all included, yeah. These are not extra. Um, they had apple juice, co- cocoa, cookies... Dove chocolates, um, lots of different things. So, and they're just in different locations around the Magic Kingdom. So you just kind of hop from place to place to place. Kind of like finding the trick or treat trails. Yeah, just like that. That's what the, mag- the markers that you find. Now, there's still some specialty desserts that you have to pay for, though, right? Like, not every snack is included. Right. Like, yeah. I can't just get Dole Whip after Dole Whip. Right. Like, put my head under the nozzle, turn it on. They won't let me do that. Right. Yeah. Well, that's disappointing. We did buy, Alex bought some red velvet uh, waffles from Sleepy Hollow. And that was really good. Were they? Yeah. It had ice cream in the middle. Ooh. Of course it's good. Yeah. I can have one bite. (laughs) So yeah. And all, most of the rides, not all of the rides, but most of the attractions are open. They only allow so many people in. So in theory, the line should be shorter. Um, also and you're the, busy doing other stuff. Yeah, so we didn't have much time to do attractions because we wanted to pack in all the holiday stuff. And there's some unique character meetings on these holiday parties as well. Yeah, now that now you're talking my my language. Yeah, lots of different people like Scrooge and Donald Duck. Um, the Seven Dwarfs are out. They bring Moana out for the parties. I don't understand that. I wish she'd be in the parks all the time, but it's a special character to me. Well, she's um, not a princess. I mean, she's very clear about that. Jack and Sally, or Sandy Claus, lots of different. Yeah, he's questions. in his Sandy Claus costume. Yeah. He's not just regular Jack. He's yeah, Sandy, I've met him Sandy Claus. Yeah. Was that the crazy long line like it was when I was there? It was long. It wasn't that bad. We did not stand in it, but it was wasn't as bad as it could have been. So, what characters did you meet? Not not as many as I would like to, because we were too busy doing everything else. Um, but we met Minnie and Daisy in their holiday attire. That long was fairly line. That long 
That's Line it. was fairly long. That's it. That's the word. That's the word. Yeah. We met Bert and Mary Poppins. We met Cinderella, Prince Charming. So all the princes come out. That's um, in the regular, the princess area inside. Yeah. They just add the prince. Yeah. And then the princesses that aren't are not, are not in Fairy Tale Hall. They had them out kind of by the walls of the castle that are extended into Fantasyland. So like Aurora and Philip and Snow White, those guys. And the prince. The prince. Yeah. So they have their own separate meet and greet. And, but... and the only time you can do all seven dwarfs are at the parties, the Halloween and Christmas. Am I right? Yep. Correct. So if that is a check bucket list item, you got to buy that extra ticket. Yes. You can get close at the new breakfast or dinner. No, there's only two. Two, yeah. two dwarfs. I thought there's you meant five characters. Two dwarfs and the evil queen and evil Snow White. White. Yep. Maleficent? No, the evil queen is Snow White. Wrong movie. Wow. Doug, jeez, You take this guy to Disney trivia? Yeah, I guess. She's the one that writes down the answers, so she's like, fact checks me. So, yeah. Notice we didn't get a winter medal on our last cruise. Jeez. I'm saying things like that. Yeah. So, uh, you can meet a lot of characters, and it snows, right? That's important. It snows on Main Street, yep. And uh, what else is there to do? There's lots of dance parties. There's like a Disney Junior dance party in the back. Um, Did you spend a lot of time at the Disney Junior tent. dance party? I spent a little time because I was trying to get a picture of Vampirina. I was successful, I think. Not it's not the greatest picture, but... How creepy did you look as an adult <laughs> standing there taking pictures of Vampirina waiting for She's new to the park. To I totally understand. I looked pretty creepy. So on I think. a scale of 1 to 10, creepy? Pretty creepy. So yeah. creepy that I was just standing there. So Timon, nobody was bug- bugging Timon from the Lion Guard. Um, and he just caught me off guard and like tapped me on my shoulder and just like face right there. It was so scary. You're like, Timon, I'm only interested in the vampire. Yes. Yeah. So get out of my way. Is it worth it? You said $125, five hours in the park. Yes. Lots of people. Yes. You might get some free cocoa and cookies and candy, but what do you think overall when you're booking other people? Is this totally a must do type thing? It depends on how much time you have. And like what you really want to get out of it. I think it really helps put you like in the holiday spirit. Is it necessary? Like if you are on limited budget, I definitely say just skip it. You know, you can go to a different park that's open later that evening. Um, spend your money, you know, elsewhere. You know, if you've been to Disney World several times, you've never been at, at November, December. I think it's a good, it's a good, you know, something different that you can experience. Also, there's... A couple more things, the bigger ticket things that we haven't got to yet. There's a parade and there's fireworks, right? Yep, yeah. Yep, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. It's been the same parade for uh, close to 10 years. Yeah, over 10 years, yeah. It's good. It's just a parade. It's a parade. There's toy soldiers, though, playing trumpets. That is the best part That's the highlight. They actually play the trumpet. They have a hole for their trumpet. I feel for them. Yeah. I feel, I feel like you guys must play the trumpet. Yes, we play the trumpet. But like, I couldn't imagine marching in that toy soldier costume and then having your trumpet come through this little hole in the face and you're playing it. I just, it cannot be fun. Especially like some of those early November ones oh, where it's so hot. hot. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan of that part. I love it. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't want to be that dude. I'm yeah. glad I wasn't good enough to be a professional trumpet player. That's the one time I say that. Oh, your backup plan of being a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> I, with a professional trumpet player, 
dentist. So I, I fell back to my, my backup. So, and then the fireworks, how are they? Are they uh, happily ever after level? Oh, well, no. They, they've added a few projections, but it's, they, they really could do so much more with it. What's it called? Is it still Wishes? It's called Holiday Wishes Celebrate the Spirit of the Season Fireworks. Could it be any word? put the word no. fireworks on the end? Uh-huh. Like in case you didn't know. In case you didn't know. Well, I mean, I guess the title says absolutely nothing about fireworks. So there's been enough confused tourists. We're not the fireworks. So they had to put fireworks. Yeah. Did you have a good spot or were you guys like just halfway watching them? Yeah, it, the park did not feel that crowded that evening, but it was definitely crowded. But we were able to walk right up, probably because we didn't have a family. Yeah, like we didn't Claire. have three kids we had to drag through, or he didn't have five kids we had to drag through. But um, five yeah, so girls. yeah, clarify five girls. Ooh, well, that's I just couldn't imagine. I feel for all the time. No, she has to drag you around, Doug. So I can't. Yeah. She has four kids she has to deal with at Disney, yeah. and one of them's really big and slow. So anyway, no, we watched the we watched them right by the partner statue. So it was it was pretty cool. So you hung out with Walt and Mickey and watched, and then yeah. you got a picture of the partner statue, didn't you? Like, right, I like, yeah, just scrolled on up and watch that. So there it is. There's uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Now, let's transition into the tips about going actually during Christmas because this show is out during Christmas. If you're there, here's a little advice for you. It's going to be busy, not shocking, but the Christmas party ends before the crowds really roll in, but some of the stuff from the Christmas party continues into the Christmas week, correct? Like the parade yeah, the Once going. Upon a Time Christmas Parade runs in the afternoons. You don't have to have a Christmas party ticket for it. So it takes the place of the Festival of the Fantasy Parade. You get the parade. I think you get snow on Main Street, too, occasionally. So they do roll some things out for the massive crowds. But I'm going to say my, uh, my number one tip for dealing with the massive crowds is to take a nap in the afternoon. And to do the nap tip... You have to rope drop and you have to stay late. You got to do both. And to rope drop, like, we don't mean show up at 9 because, one, the parks are all going to open at, like, 8 for extra magic hours just about. So, like, you need to be there at, like, 7 a.m. Right, Derek? That's, yep. I'm usually about, I think I'm 20 minutes after you, Doug. I've realized. You guys are first family. I haven't gotten first family yet. Oh, yeah, Derek, you got to step it up. I know, I mean, it's a good one. The one-year-old the... did not let me, but we are there at least an hour before robe drop. What time does it open on Christmas? 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. extra magic hour on Christmas Day. So that means oh. you're there magic at 5 a.m. That means you're going to a bus stop <laughs> around 4.40 a.m., and that's not for the Tragical Express. I think if you go towards the bus stop at 5 that day, you're fine. So a bus stop at five. So that would be that, fun, though. Christmas at the Magic Kingdom, I would love that. Christmas at the Magic okay, Kingdom, you're getting to that bus stop at five. If you're getting to the bus stop at seven, you are you're out of luck. Like you are already behind. Like you're not gonna get much done other than your fast passes and wait with people. Like you gotta be early, and you get you hit the e tickets, you use your fast passes, and you get out, and you go take your nap, and then you get. Go back for evening entertainment. You may not go on a lot of attractions. Pack your patience. Have something for the kids to do in line. Because if you want to do things, you're going to have to stand in these things called lines. That would be my my thinking. What would you like to add, ma'am? Did you talk about dining early? I did not talk about dining yeah. early. I was yeah. more concerned about my nap. 
Well, you need to eat before the nap so that you can digest. That's true. You know, a nap. nap is really good after a nice lunch. Where do you suggest having that nice lunch on Christmas Day? Somewhere you reserved 180 days ago? Or Columbia Harbor House. There you go. <laughs> what time do you... Is this Columbia Harbor House? Oh, it's not going to say that, is it? Because no. we're not... Hey, you can use the app and order ahead there. And that's what I really love about Columbia what? Harbor House now. But what I don't love about the ordering ahead is you can't order before the restaurant opens. So say Columbia Harbor House opens at 11, like you can't place your order at 10.30 and walk right in. And oh my get gosh, it. that just sounds like whining, Doug. At least you can order ahead and not wait in a 45-minute line. You order at 11, it's, you order at 11, it's ready at 11.10. It's good to go. I did this with Kent when he was there. I ordered as we were walking to it. But on Christmas, there's going to be a line. For yes. that 11 o'clock opening, yeah. like long line. I hope it opens at 10.30. Because if you're at the park at 6 a.m., you are ready for lunch at 10 a.m. So hopefully Cosmic Rays will be open at 9.30 for lunch. Or 10 at lunch. Cinnamon roll Gaston's. I'll get you through it. Get you through that snack hump. And they do holiday cinnamon rolls, too. What exactly constitutes a holiday cinnamon roll? I think it's just like, uh, I think they put uh, red and green sprinkles on the cinnamon roll or something like that. What about hopping during Christmas week? It's so busy everywhere. I know there's the concern about capacity. Disney likes to throw the word capacity out there to scare people from going to places. But to be honest, they haven't hit capacity since um, New Fantasyland opened. So... Let's, they, like, they've said they've been in phase closings, but they haven't, like, turned away park guests. So, really, is there a concern hopping? Or what, should you hop? Should you not hop? What do you think, Michelle? I think if you're a park guest, like, so if you are at a resort, you are fine to hop. I think if you are a public person that did not stay at Disney, I would not hop. Because you could get, like, that. that's who they're shutting yeah. out first. And that's, like, the one-day ticket, people. Yeah. First, like that's the first closure. You, you have a one-day ticket. First of all, you shouldn't be hopping. Anyway. <laughs> you shouldn't be, but some people do. We did once with our my family on a one-day ticket. We were there for like seven days. It wasn't Christmas. It wasn't Christmas. Was it? It was a weekday in November. But yeah. So anyway, those are the people they're gonna shut out first. Yeah. So hop, hop away. Um, any suggestions on hopping? Just take the bus, or would you Uber it? I would Uber all the way. And if you're at the Magic Kingdom, I would. Walk over to the Contemporary, drop the pen. That's where the Uber picks you up so that you don't have to go over across the Seven Seas Lagoon. Yeah, you don't have to deal with the ferry or the... The taxi line. Or the taxi line. Yeah. Or you can even just get a taxi at the Contemporary, too, if you're not... You could get a minivan, but those prices have went up so much that it's... It's it's worth it if you're a family of five and you need multiple car seats. Yeah. Then the minivan makes sense. Because the Uber, I don't know that anybody shows up with multiple car seats, but a minivan is super close. Yeah, I, I want to be afraid to hop, especially if you do your fast passes somewhere in the morning, you go back to your resort, you can go anywhere you want for evening entertainment. Go check out Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam after you spent 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Magic Kingdom. My God, you're going to need a nap. And remember, the pools are heated to 82 degrees, so your kids can swim no matter how cold it is. That's, that's probably another thing you need to warn people about, the weather at Christmas time. Yeah, it can be very chilly, very chilly. If you're outside all day, I know, you know, 45 degrees doesn't seem like that would be very cold, but if you're outside all day, you're going to need gloves. Especially at 5 a.m. while you're waiting for the bus and rope drop. Yeah. Good tip. Yeah. 
Yeah. Bring gloves, bring coat. Dress in layers. Derek, any, uh, you've been there for that week and, uh, seen it firsthand. Any, uh, little tidbits on how to survive the Christmas New Year's week? Uh, just be patient. It's going to be busy and, uh, make a strategy and get your, get your fast passes booked early. 60 days, 60 days. Make sure that gets done. So, you know, you got those attractions. Uh, so no, it's a fun time to go, but it's a busy time to go. I think all the other stuff that we talked about before makes going and dealing with the crowds worth it because there is so much extra stuff that you can see and do. That's not there year round. You get to see the castle lit up. You go in April. It's just a castle. Which, I mean, is still cool. You're seeing a castle in Florida, but it is not frozen by Elsa. I'd say go for it. It sounds fun. So this podcast comes out this Christmas. What if they want to go next Christmas, next holiday season, Michelle? When should they start looking to contact and book with you? The good news is you can book right now. It's open for all of next year, for 2019. So never too early to start planning for next year. Definitely want to have everything in place by I would say May. Yeah, so you're ready for that 180 days. Yeah, 180 days is when you definitely want to have, I would recommend a dining reservation every day. Especially for dinner, like after your nap. Yeah. Hit the dinner. Or or even like a lunch because, I mean, if the park opens at 6, it's going to be nice to sit down. That's true. It's like hours and hours. Even if you're not on the dining plan, just having a sit down scheduled so you don't have to fight those crowds. You can almost book a 8 a.m. breakfast and it would serve lunch after the 6 a.m. opening. Yep. I wouldn't. The 8 a.m. is still a good time to go ride Astro Orbiter, though. Yeah. In the cold, whirling around above. I have a bunch. I have a bunch of local people because they're going this Christmas because they uh, the cheerleaders from our school are going down to uh, participate in a ball game. It's going to be fine because you know we've prepared them. They know kind of what to expect. Um, They get my tips in the mail, um, ways to deal with the crowds. Um, We've got their fast passes all set up, good. Some dining, so I try to prepare my clients the best um, so they know what to expect. I would say if you're listening to this and you're dreading going to your next Christmas with the in-laws or your own family and you're thinking, how can I avoid that next year? Oh, I like it. Book a Christmas and be like, ah, it's the only time we could go. Michelle, do you have an update on the parade schedule? It is just Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time parade. No um, festival fancy. They do it twice. Like Two on Christmas, times. Christmas Day, it's at 11 and 3.30. That just sounds awful because you need Main Street for Wait, walking. 11 and 3.30? What happened to the 3 o'clock parade? It's now 3.30. I know. I know it is. The joke. I mean, what time is it? It's not at 3 anymore. No. That, all yeah. those t-shirts and mugs are collector's items now. And they also yeah. do holiday wishes, too. Um, so you can see the fireworks. You don't have to. But the bad part is you don't get to see happily ever after. Oh, so. they don't do that at all during Christmas week, huh? No. So you're going to need to come back. Oh, yep. So yep. book your trip for next Christmas and, like, spring break. There you go. Yeah. Two yeah. trips. And then when you get closer to New Year's, they do a whole different fireworks show. They do the Fantasy oh, in the Sky. Oh, yeah. They do that on the 30th and the 31st, right? Yep. And it's similar to the 4th of July fireworks we saw, which I'm going to say are pretty spectacular. Like, that was worth the insane crowd on the 4th. Now, if you do that, I would definitely, like, walk to the Contemporary to get a cab. And that's even going to take you forever and a day to get your Uber possibly over there. But it's worth it to see. 
from inside the park. So I think that does it yep. for Christmas at Disney World. Do you want to play Armchair Imagineering, Michelle? Sure. All right. So since you're a returning guest, you get an Armchair Imagineering question. If you could add one Christmas attraction, what, where, and why would you add? So I would just redo an attraction. I would redo those Christmas fireworks we talked about because they just they really need an update. They are not in the same caliber as Hollow Wishes. They just they really need an update just because they have such amazing um, technology like they do at Hollywood Studios for projections on Tower of Terror and then obviously Happily Ever After fireworks during the rest of the year. Just they could do so much with it. That's what I would do. That's an excellent idea. I like it. I'm sure they're listening, and I'm yep. sure it will happen now. I think so, too. That's all they're And they'll ask for. me to guest star and sing that, definitely. Well, <laughs> I hope not, but... Um... No, just kidding. I'm not a singer. I think I think that's a great addition. Hopefully, they update all those shows. I know putting some time into Epcot and move on to some of the theming shows throughout the uh, rest of it. I, I just wish they would... Because like, uh, Jingle Cruise should be over at Disneyland, and then Disneyland's... What is it? Haunted... Uh, they're over a haunted mansion overlay needs to be at disney world that's just let's do some cross park promotion here for the holidays that sounds good to me yeah i i would love the overlay at haunted mansion with jack and sally and the nightmare before christmas game i don't know it kind of leaves something though to make you visit the other parks says the person that wants to sell you a vacation to the other park and i'm going to the other park she is she'll you'll see the overlay Maybe right, the first. She's so. Let me just put this out there, folks. Michelle has booked a, a trip to Disneyland with Samantha. They leave January first at six a.m. Guess who gets to drive them to the airport at four a.m. on January first? That's me. that's that's all, husband. Yeah, you're like twenty five minutes away. I know, I'm but sleep the rest of the day. Guys. I'm yeah. gonna sleep the rest of the day, but I got we got to get the other two up, put them in the car, take them. You, Will McDonald's be open for a hash brown on the way home? I don't know. I think so. We'll find out. I'm not telling you, though. I'm not sharing. You'll be in Disneyland without me. So, all right. I'm done rambling. Sounds good. Well, I think that is all the time that we have. But definitely in the end, it should be a bucket list item for everyone to visit either Disney World or Disneyland or even do a Disney cruise during the holidays because there is something magical about the Christmas time at Walt Disney World. They do a phenomenal job from the theming, the decorations. It is definitely a must do. And if you want to book that trip, of course, Michelle, you are the person who does that. I know you have booked, I think, 10 trips with me, maybe more by now. I lost count, but you have gone above and beyond for everyone. So very thankful for that, including uh, some of our holiday ones as well. And maybe next year we'll be able to get down for, I know, uh, one of the Christmases. That's always a see. I, I'm like you, Doug. I don't know about the lines and stuff, but we'll get down there with the kids. Want to do a Mickey's not, not Merry, a, Merry. Merry Christmas. There you go. So if you want to book with Michelle... Her email is in the show notes. Again, thank you for being on Rope Drop Radio. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Rope Drop Radio. That is all the time that we have. Let's go enjoy the holidays with our family and friends. If you are listening to this on the road, have a safe drive. But from Doug and Michelle and myself, Derek, have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from Rope Drop Radio.